the world is going crazy because the level of hatred, animosity, killings, deceit, pride, unforgiveness, suicide, and evil has gone up a notch since the pandemic. And people blame it on poverty, bad governance, greed. But whatever your reasons are, there is a huge call for Christians to really check their heart in this season or we will lose our way. I am so heartbroken with what I'm noticing in the world today. We have lost our sense of humanity and godliness because there's a whole lot of self-centeredness among the body of Christ. And if we don't expose this evil within us to the light of God's truth, then we will think that we are doing good, but only to realize that we are abusing the grace of God in our lives. Now, if you're perfect and spotless without sin, then this episode is not for you. But if you are hungry to live up to the righteousness that God has called us to, then, honey, you better pull out a chair and listen up. Because I'm going to be talking to a few groups of people, including myself, that needs to check their hearts in this season. And please, when you find yourself, get to work. Father, I come as I am, answering to the call you placed in my heart. This is yours before it's mine. So let your power and presence be felt. Let your word be heard and your people be known. Let your love be felt and your blood speak. Let your fire uphold and your mercy flow. Let your grace abound and your favor be found. Let your name reign and supersede all fame. But most of all, let the world see the love between a father and a daughter and what makes you Jesus the greatest dad a girl can ever have. Welcome to a Walking Grace podcast and it's your girl Cindy Grace. Uh, If you're new here, welcome. I really don't mean to scare you today with this episode, but um, if you're just tuning in for the first time, know that this is called a walking grace. Now, when you remove the grace, it literally is mess because we're all walking messes. If not for the grace of God, we won't be worthy of so many things, right? So the mess there says that we're imperfect people. So if you're imperfect and um, you have come into the right place, yeah, today is a tough one because it's about to get real up in here. And trust me when I tell you that, before bringing these things to you, God had to deal with me on certain things concerning my heart condition to a certain people in this season. And the pruning was not funny, right? So I say this with no condemnation at all, but pure love, because I ain't no saint either. But some hard truths, about to escape the lips of my mouth from here onwards to bring true liberation to the body of Christ. Because I believe that if we don't expose these truths to God's light, 
then we will be comfortable with our sins, right? So on here, I'm going to generalize on things on this episode for now so that you will be able to identify your mess or where you need grace, right? And, and then admit it because that's where the true work starts. But then we will cover more on these topics in depth as we go. This episode ushers every other episode that is going to come down the pipeline, right? And this is no condemnation, like I said, but it's a huge call for Christians to wake up and check their hearts this season to align ourselves with the truth of God's word. I don't know how we're going to cover this in 30 minutes. That's my aim for today. But if we need to have a part two, we will. Um, And if I can try and squeeze everything in on here, that would actually be awesome. So please bear with me if this particular episode goes a little longer than usual. Um, You will not regret giving your time to this, okay? Just bear with me. There are a group of people or groups of people that I would really urge for them to check their hearts in this season. And the first group of people are the people who have a lot of pride dealing with deep hurt and unforgiveness spirit. I'm going to start with people of pride. You know who you are. You who think you don't need nobody else. You who think you know it all. You can't own up to your mess or mistakes or take advice. You feel like you're better than everybody else. The thing about pride is that you can't move forward. A lot of people's growth are stunted because they have refused to get help. They have refused to accept a mess that they've done. They have refused to listen. They think they know it all. Now, let me tell you what God says about pride. In Proverbs 11, verse 2, he says, When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Proverbs 16, 5 says, The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Proverbs 16, verse 18 says, Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. God is not out to hurt your pride. He's out to kill your pride. (laughs) Take note. Now, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is like um, drinking poison and hope the other person dies from it. You are giving people a lot of power over your life, honey. Because the thing about deep hurts is that both you, the offender, and the offended took part in it. And I'm going to tell you how. It takes two to tangle, honey. There are two things that are involved in your hurt. is what you allow or how you react to things that have been brought to you. For the offended, is either you allowed that hurt by setting expectations or putting your trust in people that you shouldn't have, or you created the avenue by which anything or any nonsense can penetrate your circle of peace and sanity. The thing about trust is that God never told you to put your trust in anybody else but him. So why are you mad? Why are you mad? How you get past this sort of thing, I'm going to just say stay tuned for the next episode because the next episode we'll be talking about how to guard your heart in the season. So keep that one. 
Now for the offended, oh sorry, the offender, you who have caused and inflicted this pain. If you hurt someone and it's being brought to you or your attention, why are you still playing victim by defending yourself? A lot of people are doing this right now. You've hurt someone and they've come to you to say, I am hurt. This is what you did. And you're playing the victim. That is the most unwise thing to do. Because the thing about hurt is that it is unique to self. Only the wearer of the shoe knows where it hurts. So you don't come and define their hurt for them. And state how the process of forgiving you should go. It's their hurt. So the basic thing that you need to do is at least make effort to meet them at their place of hurt. And listen to them first. Then judge later. You need to understand the language of the one that you have hurt. Because some people, they, they show hurt differently. Some people can give you distance, which is me, of course. I'm the kind of person that when you hurt, I'm just going to give you your space. I mean, that space can go for two years. Honestly, I can forgive you in my heart, work that through Jesus, but I can decide not to allow you to come into my space and interrupt my peace any longer. That's how I deal. Right, But for some people, they need closure. They need to yell. Right? They need to yell. And, and when, that, when that time comes, rather than playing that you know it all and you, you, you know, playing the victim, you need to listen and understand where they are coming from. And also learn your shortcomings too because you can learn a few things or a, a, a thing or two from somebody you've hurt. And then apologize. It won't kill you to say sorry. If you find some fault in yourself, because we know we ain't perfect. We ain't perfect. So your pride and ego can never penetrate the heart of the person you've offended. So you might as well keep your sorry to yourself if you're approaching them with that kind of attitude or that kind of spirit. It's at the place of humility, vulnerability, and acceptance that true forgiveness can happen. But we'll talk more about that later. The second group of people that I will be talking to are people with so much greed, envy, and jealousy. <laughs> I mean, that can summarize the world right now. Just this three people, this three sets of people, the greedy, the envious, and the jealous. You see, in this life, our needs are very few. But people be wanting too much. They want to belong. They, you know, the, the Kim K's and the Jay-Z wannabes. But the thing you, you fail to understand in life is that if you have clothes, food, shelter, and good health, you are richer than most people think. Greed is causing young people to do things to each other. You go to Nigeria right now, the reason why a few young men are dying is because of greed, envy, and jealousy. For some of you who know, when I was in Nigeria, I spent like almost a year and a half in Nigeria. So there's this guy who owned an automobile shop and very good guy, doing well for himself, probably has two kids, and he was killed. He was killed owing to the same reason, greed. 
Now, some people may say, oh, yeah, that he's rich because he put his hand into a voodoo stuff or a fraudster or something. But there are actually some rich people who got their money out of a decent profession. And people just be hating. So this young man was killed. Now, they have left, they've made the wife a widow and two kids, you know, with no father. And this is all as a result of greed. This one even hit home. Like a family member of mine went out to have a couple of drinks with his friends that just came into the country and some of them were in there. And he was having a drink with them in a restaurant. And he said he was going to go and go ease himself, like go to the bathroom and then come back. Now, what saved his life was that he made up his mind that when he came back, he wasn't going to touch the drink. And that's what he did. So when he got back, he sat down. You know, his friends were there watching him. And, you know, he was just having his normal conversation and just talking to them. And then, I mean, he stayed there for like a couple of hours and then decided to now just, as, at the point when he wanted to leave, he said, you know, let me just have a sip or two. And just as he was about to put that drink in his mouth, you won't believe what appeared. A huge spider almost got into his mouth. Now, for you North American people, you don't understand this, but in Nigeria, we know this is real. Whoever that put that poison in his drink intended that when he got home, that the stuff that he put was going to turn into a spider and eat out his intestine till he died. Till he dies. This is, it happened to a family member. Like when that happened, they, they picked up a phone, they called me and said, this is what happened, that, G, that God just saved his life. This is a, a family member that this happened to. So these things are real. These things are real. People are just killing people anyhow, just for greed. For I mean, what is going on? And just yesterday I saw, I don't know whether it's a cult movement that they had to cut off the head of a young man and they were playing ball with his head on the street. Like, my uncle was assassinated on the road. This is a doctor that has, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to call his name, but he was assassinated on the road in broad daylight. A lot of things are happening in the world today owing to greed, envy, and jealousy. Young girls are sleeping with married men and selling their virginity for money. Huh? That's a new one now. I heard that some, some women now that they have this cream, they, they apply on their, on their lady parts, that whoever that sleeps with them would keep wanting them. So they use that voodoo on rich men or married men who have money. And then when, when, when you engage with them, the, the, you're hooked. And they take everything you have, even to the point of destroying your home. I mean, do you know the, the, the age at which young girls lose their virginity now? Some of them, maybe around eight, some even eight, seven. Do you know when people in my age lost their, their virginity, sorry? I look at the young kids of today, I'm like, what is going on? Greed. Just for a Brazilian hair and, and, and a makeup product, you would give your soul. You would sell your temple, the very body that God exists in, that you, your sacredness, you would sell it for a quick buck because of greed, envy, and jealousy. 
Let's not even start. Let's not, let's, let, let, don't get me started on the human sacrifice right now. Like if you're a young girl in Nigeria, you better be careful, especially in this period. There are people looking for people's heads, blood money all around the place. Even I, I, I heard on the news of this girl who almost lost her life. She was on her way to her regular market. And then she got captured by this group of people who took her into this place. And they had a bunch of girls with her all lined up. And she was seeing people being slaughtered in front of her, like their throats being slaughtered and, sp- and split and, and their human parts were being taken and, and kept and to be sold to some vendor. Now, what saved her was that they told her, like, listen, you have two choices. It's either you, we use your body for sacrifice or you call a relative to pay a ransom on your head. Her luck was she had a sister who had the money at the time to save her. Now, imagine if it was just a poor person who didn't have anyone to come through. He would have, his faith would have been sealed. Greed, envy, jealousy. Now, when it comes to envy and jealousy, I really want to understand the minds of people who are in this state. Because if you, it will shock you. But a brother has killed his own brother. Like, this is a known thing in Nigeria, where brothers, siblings just kill each other out of envy and jealousy. And I ask you, what will cause you to slit the throat of your brother or poison your brother because you envy him for what he has? Isn't he your blood? Isn't the success of your brother your success? It doesn't matter if he lords his success over you. God has given you the same brain and the same gift to make out of your life what your brother made out of his life. So what will get you to the point of taking a brother's life, just like Cain and Abel? This whole thing existed from the word go, but now it's gone worse. Because people don't have conscience anymore. And the reason why people even kill each other don't even make sense anymore. They don't make sense. Over, over a, a, a lover's spat or war or just flimsy things or because he pissed you off and then you cut his throat? Who gave you the right to take another person's life? Because the thing about murdering someone is that the moment you take someone's life is the moment you take yours. That's something you don't know. Yes, God is righteous. He's, he's graceful, but he's a just God. So you better watch and check your heart in this season. I tell people that I don't have time to be envious of someone. I don't. I don't have time because I'm too consumed with the gift that God has given me to spare a minute to, a, to jealousy or envy or to envy what a sister of mine is doing. In my entire life, I've only been jealous or envious twice, and I'm 30-something to show you that I don't do jealousy and envy much because I feel it's a waste of time. To me, it feels like a foreign body to my body to be envious of a sister. I would rather applaud you and thank God for your progress than envy you. Because I know who I am. And I know whose I am. And I know what I have. It's people with a low self-esteem and value that go about envying their brother or their sister, even to the point of killing them. Who? What is going on? Some people need to go back and have a reorientation about who they are in Christ. 
Figure out what you're good at and figure out who you are because that's going to help you to envy and be jealous less. Moving on. If you know yourself, you know yourself. You know you can identify yourself in this. Once you find yourself, you need to check your heart in this season because I'm telling you, we can't keep going on the way we're going on because God is silent and he hasn't sent a rod to the world. doesn't mean that he is not going to accord everyone the justice they deserve. Honey, what you sow, you would reap. Don't you ever forget that. The third category of people, oh my God, I don't even know if I have time for this. <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep going. The third category, the third group of people are the oppressors, manipulators, and emotional and physical abusers. You know, you know yourself. Oppressors, who are oppressors? Control freaks. Always wanting to have things your way without considering others. You are an oppressor. When you want to enforce your rules, your thoughts, and beliefs on people without understanding what works for them. You're a boss or you're a leader. You use your position to oppress people. You fire people and use them however you please because they're desperate to earn a living or to get their papers for immigrants. You hold people's wages and sometimes you don't even pay them enough. Or you don't even pay them at all because you feel you can't. And you forget that no one is, in, is, is indispensable. That God can dethrone and rethrone kings. And just because you're in that position today don't mean you get to be there forever. Even some parents are oppressors. Parents, I know. I know it's a responsibility to take care of your kids. But sometimes you do too much. You do too much that they are scared to come to you for physical, emotional, and mental help. Some parents don't create an, 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 an environment where their kids can come to them and tell them of what you're going through. You need to create an environment where your kids can respect you but not fear you. And some parents don't even learn to say, I'm sorry, when they hurt their children. Or you think you don't have the ability to hurt your children. Some people say, oh, Cynthia, no, 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 you don't know the kids of these days. I know the kids of these days. The kids of these days are a bit smarter than we think we are. They're smart. They, they, they catch on things quickly. But the only thing that they miss is the wisdom. They don't have wisdom. But they catch on things quickly. So it, it won't hurt you to have a conversation with your kids. Every now and then, create an environment where they can come to you. I, my father is a great man, and, and, and God bless his soul. But I cannot remember the moment... I just can't remember the time my father said he loved me. He showed me he loved me by providing shelter over my head, food on my table, paying for my school fees, clothing, and all that stuff. That to him was love. And I get it. That's the way they grew up. But I, I want to urge parents that all those stuff, they're all responsibilities. You know that, right? They're all what you should do for your children. It comes natural. It comes with the job, right? So that's not like a love, love thing. <laughs> like you need to tell your kids you love them, African fathers and African mothers. They need to hear it. 
They need to feel it. And they need that safe environment to come to you. I'm not bashing on parents. Some of you are doing a great job. But sometimes, I don't know why I'm narrowing this on African. Because the white, white, white parents, they probably get the gist. They have their own flaws, though, because they don't know where to um, be firm so that these kids don't cross the line where they are. Because they can, I mean, I just, I just can't even imagine a, 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 a kid coming up to an African woman and calling her the B word. I mean, she, your head is going to spin from inside out if you are an African child talking to your parents like that. You are, you are going to get it. Right? So that's, the, uh, that's another thing for another day. I don't want to go deep down into the parenthood, but this is just a little bit of oppression that sometimes we don't even know we exhibit. And we need to check our heart in this season. The wealthy people, you want people to serve you like a god. Because you're wealthy, because you got status, and you think you can walk over anyone. In the African community, <laughs> if you're wealthy, oh yeah, you're pretty much a god. You want people to serve you. Who do you think you are? It doesn't matter what money you have, you're not going to the grave with anything. It ends here. It ends here. So you better humble yourself before the Lord. Because if he kept you at that top, if he placed you there, he can take you out and replace you even. <laughs> so you better be careful how you treat people on your way up because you might find them at the top too. God is not a respecter of persons. And I say this because most Christians treat each, each other like we don't serve the same God. Listen, if God gave you the same privilege and blessings, what makes you think that he can bless your brother with more? Stay tuned for the part two of this episode where we'll talk more about manipulators, racist, physical and emotional abusers, and more. Please head over to iTunes to rate and review this podcast. We appreciate you sharing and being a part of this community. Until next time, keep living your best life and remember your gifts will make room for you when you make room for God. Do better because you know better.